This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It is Saturday the 18th of March. It's 8.35 at night. So it is the night that we've just played the game. So you may get stronger reactions than you would on a Sunday. Let's see. And Bale have lost 3-2 to Burton. Johnny, how's the other half? I'm pissed as a fart, mate, so I don't know. Bad enough, I haven't spoke to her since. No, I've, I've, well, she, she picked me up from Burslem and I said to her, she's texted me twice, gloped in, and that's it, or else she's not coming on the plane because I've got passports and the um, um, the check-in bit thing that you need to get on the plane, so yeah. you know you've... Fair enough. I did see her after the game because she let me cross over at the top of the ammo coming out of the car park from the ammo. So yeah, I did she, see you. She said, she said that you saw her, but... Yeah. Oh, wait. She's going she's gonna to be a dickhead at some point. So I've got to accept it. I was, I was a massive dickhead when we beat her there and I still bring up the 7-1, so I can't really complain, can I? No, no, that's it. It's football. It is football. Yeah. And we're joined by Andy. Andy, how are you feeling? Yeah, um fed up really really disappointed that was terrible today I just feel really let down by attitude and the way we've gone out and not really I don't know it's all, all we, we had a start as well didn't we we, we, we had a, a goal in two minutes and you think right go and crack on now push on and we've done, done that we've just gone backwards as well it's just yeah attitude shocking um Really, really poor day. Do you think? Do you think it was attitude of players that know know they're on way on the way? I don't know. I hope not, but um, it's impossible to say. Really, it just seems like the season's petering out. And and if you look at stats since Christmas, I think it's something like eight defeats out of the last. How many is it? Twelve, thirteen games. Oh, yeah, I think it's twelve, isn't it? I. For me, I just thought like today was five players that did not give a shit 
And that's how it felt. And that's why I was asking the question, because I was just thinking, like, there was five players that, for me, that just thought they could have thrown the towel and, and been anywhere else in the world right now, which is odd, because they're out of contract and they, they need a job next year, but... Yeah. And I really hope that isn't the case, because you look at the table, and again, this isn't me scaremongering going, God, we're in trouble, because I don't think we are, and I think we're going to be safe. And I think we're going to be comfortably safe, but we might still need another three, five, six points between now and the end of the season to guarantee that. Yeah, but look at the next four games on that. If, if, we, if we haven't got our next four, I'm shitting myself, but we've got Portsmouth, yeah, away, and then after that, we've got... Accrington away, we've got Oxford at home, and someone else dead shit at home. Cambridge. Cambridge, that's Cambridge, it. Yeah. And like I say, I'm not trying to scare them, because I think we'll be absolutely fine. It's not me going, God, we're in trouble. And let's put it in perspective. Johnny, you don't think today was that bad. Me and Andy do, and we'll get into it. But it was one bad performance in the last four or five games. It's not like every week's been that bad. It was a bad day at the office, and it was a really, really bad day at the office for me. You don't think so, and we'll get into certain players. I thought it was a terrible day at the office from us. Yeah, like I say, I think, I think half, half of the 11 were okay, and you'd be happy with that half of that 11 being League One footballers next year. The other half of it were, it felt Downs tools, and one of, one of them, yeah, one of them we'll get into because I don't ever want to see him in a veil shirt again, but he's going to. So Yeah. We'll get into it. Well before we start, I've been telling you a lot tonight. I feel quite sad today. And it's not just because Bale have lost. It's because I've realised and I'm just going to read out what I put in the group chat because I think I've realised no, I've known for ages, but I think it's really sank home today that football isn't the game I fell in love with in the 90s. It's a completely different game now than the game I fell in love with in the 90s. And I'll read what I put in the group chat, because I I don't know how to word it, and I don't know how to summarise it, so I'm just going to read what I put. So I put, in a nutshell, and I'm 36, so I fell in love with football early 90s, 92, 93. So in a nutshell, 30-odd years ago, football was about winning your battles beating your opponent, not showing him you were hurting, he left one on you, you'd get up, not showing you were hurting, the next tackle you'd leave one on him. He'd get up, and it was about beating a team over 90 minutes and let the best team win. Sportsmanship was still a thing back then. Keepers would want to get the ball forward, even when winning, to try and get another goal. And I was thinking about what game emphasised that Dale QPR that was live on telly that finished 4 up. Players, if they fouled someone, would shake their hands. Sometimes they'd shake their necks with a bit of passion. But they get straight back to it, defend the free kick. There was no kicking the ball away, carrying the ball away. It was just free kick, get on with it. Now, it's all about cheats to get any sort of advantage. Pretend you're hurt, waste time to get an opponent boot, reduce the game time down to the lowest possible minutes possible, especially if you're happy with the point or you're in front. If you're the keeper, lie on the ground for the longest possible time and keep it in your hands for the longest possible time. Stand on free kicks, kick the ball away again to reduce the game time. There's no sportsmanship left anymore. And there was one bit that really got me today on that, which I'll talk about. If you're a keeper in the 90s, if Mossy for Vale took as long as a keeper takes. Now, even if you were winning, their own players had dug them out and their own players had got on them and probably laid one on them. And I, I just can't put it into words. But now, for me, football's about shithousing a win in any way possible. Whereas back in the day, it was about going out there and the best team on the day winning. And that's how I kind of feel tonight. And 
for any Burton fans, if you are listening to see our reaction, that's not just aimed at your club, by the way. That's aimed at football in general. We've done it. So don't take that personal as God is digging Burton out to you. Yes, Dino Marmer is probably the worst manager I've ever known at it, him and Graham Wesley. But it's football in general. Accrington come down and did it. We've done it at grounds this season. And if you don't do it, you're missing a trick because everyone else does it and you're at a disadvantage if you don't do it. So by no way am I attacking Burton by saying that. It's just really sunk home today that that's what modern football's all about. Basically, what you just said to me there, though, is a referee has not control of a game. I don't think they have anymore. I honestly don't think they have. But I think the players play into that. Because back in the day, Liverpool United, Vale Stoke, whoever, 50-50 tackle, full-blooded, bang, they go in, the ref blows, gives a free kick. You'd never see Neil Aspin pick the ball up and walk away with it, or pick the ball up and throw it over to the touchline to stop Stoke taking the free kick. It won't get in and defend. Get in, get in position to stop them having an advantage. There was none of this gamesmanship of kicking the ball away in that in the 90s. It's... And I know life evolves, football yeah, evolves. Just, 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 just on that, just on that, but that, that place. Yeah, there was, there wasn't that gamesmanship of throwing the ball away, but there was also the fact that Vinnie Jones would go in two footed in a knee and yeah. would end someone's career. So and the other player would just get up. Mm, yeah, but unless they were seriously hurt. And yeah, and safety, someone's career safety. of throwing the ball no. away, which is just which. I'm is all about player safety. I'm all about player safety. But back in them, okay, take that away. You can't do that anymore because two-footed tackles are outlawed and red card. You still didn't have to throw the ball away. You still didn't have to. Do you know what? Andy, you watch football in the 90s. Do you, do you know what I'm getting at? I think he, he's just pointing the chat. He's crashed. But he's crashed. I hope he wasn't driving yeah. while he was holding the park. No. But then, like, I, I get what you're saying. And I get the fact that throwing the ball away and time wasting and stuff like that isn't isn't what you come and watch. But yes. I think I think what you've also got to got to look at is that you look back over like you just said, the early nineties football, you see some of them tackles, that that that's not on. You can't that, Agreed. that football isn't better back then because people weren't throwing the ball away because there were two forty people on the knees and going, oh Shake me hand, mate. It's fine. Or oh, sorry about that. I've I, I only got you in the ankle. It's it's okay. Like football's changed, life changed, things things have changed, and the shit re needs to be controlled by the powers above. It does not not the clubs. Like the clubs are playing to the the rules, the laws, whatever you want to call it. And I, I get what you're saying in, in terms of some of it isn't what you fell in love with because the beautiful game at times is 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 tarnished. But on the flip side, you look at some of the football that's played now, it's a lot better than it was thirty years ago. Yeah it is. And pitches are a lot better now than they were thirty years ago. There's pluses and negatives. I think for me what needs to happen now because we have seen games this season where both teams have gone for Ipswich at home rings about. And Ipswich at home, both teams went for it. It was a cracking game of football. Ipswich at the end of that game controlled the game by not shit housing. They controlled it by getting the ball on the corner flag, putting the bodies in the way and killing time and what I class as within the laws of the game. And you don't get many games like that anymore. That's what I'm getting at. Andy, you crashed your back. Do you get what I'm getting at? Because you watch football yeah. in the 90s. 
Yeah, I do, yeah. And it just seems to just be a bit more, I don't know, rock and roll. Now, now it all seems like um, a succession of set pieces and open play and nobody really just sort of makes it up off the cuff anymore. Nobody just um, gets the ball down and, and tries and makes things happen. It's just... And I'm, I'm conscious that it's easy to go over nostalgic for, you know, when I was a kid, there were people going on about the 50s and 60s and saying football isn't the same. Mm. And going back to Ipswich, I remember, I seem to remember coming out of the Ipswich game thinking they've wasted a bit of time here. And I think their keeper was doing what the keeper was doing today for Burton, you know, getting the ball in his hands, flopping down onto the floor for five seconds, <clears throat> standing up for five seconds, Another five seconds here, and yeah, gamesmanship now has become so refined. They've got it off to us such a fine art that it's just actually killing a lot of people's enthusiasm. Just the way that <clears throat> players surround referees, players smuggle the ball away when <clears throat> when there's a stoppage, and you know we're being massively shortchanged. If you're getting thirty, forty minutes active time in, in a game, then you know we're we're not we're not getting money's uh, money's worth, are we? No, and when they tell you active time in a game, the time that the goalkeeper's got the ball in his hands, that will be classed as active time because the ball's technically still in play because it hasn't gone out to play and the ref hasn't blown his whistle to stop play. So when you hear that today maybe there was forty seven minutes active time, I'm guessing you can probably knock off six seven minutes with the ball being in their keeper's hands because he was taking thirty seconds every time. And again, any Burton fans, if you're listening, it's not a knock on Burton; it's modern football. Accrington's goalies are the same when he comes down. Our goalies have done the same when we've been in front. So, again, don't take it personal. It's just my view. And today, just really at home. And I did mention today there was just one real bad bit of sportsmanship that I thought that's bang out order. There's kind of an unwritten rule in football. And a ref will tell players this as they do when it's there. If it's a drop ball and you're dropping it to the keeper in the area, get on with it. It's not there to just leave the ball, wait for them, charge and pick up. Because you stop the game for a reason. I get it if... Vale have played a long ball forward and it's ran through to the keeper and then he keeps it at his feet and wastes time. That's within what you class as sportsmanship. When it's a drop ball and it was the one where the keeper clattered Smithy. And I'm not saying he fouled Smithy, but he clattered him and come and got the ball, got everything which you want your goalie to do. It then resulted in a drop ball to them in the area, which is the correct thing to do. But he stood there with the ball at his feet, waited for a Vale player go in, then went down on the ball. That's not sportsmanship and that's kind of an unwritten rule that you don't do that. Not on a drop ball. Do you remember, I thought that was poor. Do you remember old TV shows from like 20 years ago, like Banzai and Bulls of mm. Steel? Yeah. Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, well, Banzai, they'd always have like things of how, how far someone can get away with something, and they'd have a little clock in the bottom corner of the screen. And I was thinking, if you had that, but with a goalkeeper just decided to stop, ball is in his hands, just not do anything. How long he could get away with before the referee decided to give an indirect free kick? Mm. And the truth is, I don't know where you get to because today that's probably as far as going. And that is the only thing I thought the ref had a bad game on. I'll be honest, their goalkeeper. I thought their outfield players he was actually spot on with. As soon as he saw one of their players running towards the ball, he shouted at him, "Leave it!" And he was on him straight away. Charlie Kirk did it once and he went over and had a strong word with him. The next time Charlie Kirk, he had to have a word with him. He just banged straight yellow card. I've had enough of you. I thought he controlled their outfield players pretty well. We let the goal to get away with Meadie. Okay, that's so, like two of their players could take the piss a little bit, I thought. Go on, Johnny. So would it surprise you if I told you 
in the past 12 seasons in the Premier League, because this is what the stats are, that mm. the average ball in playtime has not changed. In the Premier League? In the past 12 years. 12 years. So half of the time that you said that you've fallen out of love with it. I'd like to know the stats in the Football League, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, because Premier League, you've got teams like Man City that can control the ball for 80 minutes and the ball's in play for 80 minutes. Yeah, but we're not getting, we're, we're not getting that. So, the Premier League, 2010-11 season, the ball was in play for 54 minutes and 16 seconds of the 90. Yeah? The 22-23 season, the ball was in play for 54 minutes, 49 seconds. I know you can't get them, but I'd love to know the stats from mid-90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I, I get that. But what what I'm going to ask you then, Bez, is I know that you, you're busy, you've got a job and stuff like that, but between now and Thursday, when we next record, go and watch Euro 96 back, because it's all on YouTube, and have a look at it and tell me if you really enjoy it. Because that that's that, that's what you're looking at. That's 30-ish years ago now where you're talking. 27 and, years. Yeah, so go, go and watch it back. Go and watch some of the games on YouTube, all 90 minutes, because we're all on there. And seriously tell me if you think it's better. Because I think you'll go and watch them and you'll see some of the games and think, do you know what? They're fucking awful. And I think I think the issue here is we've had a bad game and there's been some things that have been highlighted that have been bad. And... The referee's control of the game. You've just said he's had a good game. I disagree with you. I think the referee's control of the game was disgraceful because he hasn't cottoned on and he hasn't clocked, up, clocked down on the fact that their keeper was time-wasting. So that you can't tell me someone's had a good game if they've missed something so obvious. And Let me flip that on its head. Yeah. And this isn't... I suppose it is defending the ref, but it's not meant to be defending the ref. Tell me any other ref this season that's clamped down on the goal is doing it. Well, that, that, that don't matter. It, 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 they, they should clamp down on it. Should. It doesn't matter. And this is where I think someone above the refs needs to empower them. Something needs to change in the laws of the game. Or they just need to say to referees, look, within the laws of the game, it's time-wasting. Within the laws of the game, it says, if you think a goalie is doesn't say these words, but if you think a goalie's taking the piss with how long he's got the ball in his hands, you've got every right to blow up, give an indirect free kick and book him. We tried that with the six-second rule and then they fucked that off quick enough because... Because refs weren't I, implementing it. Yeah, exactly. But so, so if I wasn't implementing a rule in my job, I'd get sacked. But instead of sacking a referee, what they've done is gone, oh, well, we'll change the rule because you, you don't like that one. Agree. Agree. So, so that, to me, is the fact that the actual lawmakers aren't strong enough. Agree. Totally agree. And it's within the laws of the game if you slow, if you um, delay the restart of players, what's written in the laws of the game. So it's a yellow card offence. How many times do we see people getting away with it? And again, any Burton fans say this is not a dig at you because there's been sides a lot worse than you this season. It's just today really at home for me. I I honestly think if you had this rant after Accrington, which I did, I'd, yeah, and it, but if if you, if you felt this way after after Accrington, I'd, I'd fully support you. To think after today, apart from their goalkeeper. I don't really see any gamesmanship. Charlie Kirk was doing exactly everything that I've asked of Tom Conlon to do. But, unfortunately, one of them 
is a winner, the other's a shit house. Yeah, and Charlie but, Kirk is a shit house, but he's a good player. No, no, I'd have him on all side. He's a winner. Conlon's the shit house because he, he doesn't do it. Like, when that keeper was holding on to that ball, not one of our players was in the referee's ear going, how long's he having that? How long's he having that? How long's he having that? As soon as something happened the other way around, Kirk, Brayford were in, in the ref's, in the ref's ear, in the ref's face going, what are you going to do about that? Look at the time when Ashworth went down, when Worrell left one yeah. on. Yeah. Kirk got booked for that, but Kirk and Alfie Moon, I think they're other centre half, were screaming at the line, eh? Holland yeah. goes down. We all get back in position. We just accept that the ref, the, the decision been given. Conlon actually was fouled in that instance when he went off. He was dragged down by the defender, but the ref gave a free kick against us. Wait and a minute. Like, he oh, yeah, he I was going to say, he wasn't dragged down. He was bloody clotheslined. Tried yeah. to take his head off. But none of our players give a shit about it. Not Agreed. prepared. Agreed. And this Agreed. is the thing. We're not strong enough to, 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 to do it. We don't do it. And... Is 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 that is that good? Yeah, they should be commended for not wanting to cheat. But no, in modern football, you have to do it or you're at a disadvantage. And that I did say that within my rant. Yeah, but and I'm, we don't. I'm not asking them to cheat. What I'm asking for is a bit of passion, and we haven't got it. We we have we've got three players that are interested in it. One of them's in the sidelines at the minute in Garrity. One yeah. of them's a kid in Sammy Robinson because he does want to get involved in it. And the other one is Alice Harrison that is the sort of player that will is likely score a goal as a get booking. Because no, I've got to add Jamie Proctor to that because at one point today he wrestled their lad to the floor to get the ball off him and get us going again. And Jamie Proctor does do that, so I've got to add his name to that list. Mm, yeah, maybe, but... I yeah. just... I think, I, think, I think the whole thing of it is that we... We we aren't cute enough at the dark arts, and I've moaned about this for so long. And I don't want to become a team like Stevenage were under Wesley, and this is where Dino's learnt his trade of an absolute shit out. I don't want to be rolling around. You know, if we were top on ninety odd points and we'd done that, it'd be a different story. We'd probably enjoy it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But I don't want to stay up in League One because we've rolled around. What I want to see. I want to see when your captain's been clotheslined by a lad, I want to see your players going fucking nuts and getting stuck in, not getting back in position. We're too nice. We've got too many players that aren't, aren't up for the fight. And this is the issue. They aren't up for the fight. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Don't disagree. And what I want to see is either reps empowered or lawmakers to do something about all the yeah. time wasting and that. and Because... <laughs> It isn't nice to watch, even when we do. Now, again, I've said it numerous times over the season, it's not a dig of Burton. I don't enjoy watching us do it either. But I get we've got to when we're winning, because we're at a disadvantage if we don't, because everyone else does it. But I, I, think, I think there's a line. I think there is a line. I think you look at some of the things, Accrington overstepped that line massively. Yeah. Burton, I don't think did today. I think they keep a shithoused quite a bit. But I don't think he overstepped the line. I think he he was at that stage where would I have liked to see the referee booking? Yes, I would. But if the ref isn't doing it, I don't think you can. I don't think you can argue with what he did. No, and I agree. But this is where. And do you know what? 
I'd probably watch the game slightly different being a ref than you. The reason that outfield plays didn't do is just because the ref was on top of him. If you watched every time that he yeah. blew, if one of their players ran to his ball, he was screaming at him, don't touch that ball. And very rarely did they because they knew the ref was on top of him. And every time one of their outfield players tried waste time, the ref went over and had a word with him. Unfortunately, he didn't with the goalie. And that, that to me says it's a, it's, it's a weak referee then. Yeah, and do you know what? Any other, I think he's one of the better refs at it. And yeah. if any other ref today, you'd have seen their outfield players do exactly what the goalie was doing. And again, not a dig at Burton, if Burton fans are listening, dig at modern football. But let's move on from that because it's probably one for Thursdays and I need to get it off my chest. And I feel a bit better for it, so thank you. No, I, I, think, I think it's a good discussion as well. I think, yeah, I do. I think, I think we, need, we, we need to obviously discuss the fact that there is, there, there is a few issues with our team. There is a few issues with the, the laws of the game and stuff like that. And I don't think you're ever going to solve them simply because we change the laws too much. Agreed. Yeah, agree. Let's get into it then. So it finished Vale 2, Burton 3. Vale took the lead after just two minutes through Alice Addison. And I'll be honest, at that point, I thought, we're going round to me today. And for six minutes, we looked good. But then after eight minutes, Dale Taylor equalised for Burton. Burton then went two up with a penalty from Johnny Smith on the 48th minute, which for anyone listening, it was a penalty. Um, and then Dale Taylor got the third on 67th minute. Jamie Protz pulled one back on the 80th minute. Uh, we'll get into the penalty very briefly now because I don't I won't get too involved. It's a penalty because Donnelly's letting get the wrong side of him. Donnelly's then shoved him as their lad made absolute meal of it. Of course he has. Would Matty Taylor or Alex Harrison make an absolute meal of it if it was the other box? Of course they would. Is it soft? Probably. But do we want a penalty if it's in the other box? 100% we do. It was a penalty. And I haven't seen it back. I'm just going off what I saw in the ground today. But Donnelly puts his hands on him and gives the ref a decision make. Lads, any of you two agree, disagree? Do nine out of ten refs give it? I reckon not. I reckon it's too much aggro for, for most refs to give. But then again, we've got Sam Allison who, who, who loves a bit of a controversial penalty decision, doesn't he? Either, either one way or the other. Seems like we can't just have a, a normal boring game with him. He has to do something and make himself the centre of attention. So, I, I mean, yeah. Like you say, he's given a referee decision. His arms are up. Um, he's shifted. But then, then their lads threw himself to the floor. It, it, I, I was laughing at him. And, and then just the ref, saw the referee turn and give it. So, um, yeah, I can't really argue, but it's it's one that most refs don't give. You know, Vale probably wouldn't give a penalty. That's, vale wouldn't get a penalty awarded to them that was that soft. Johnny? I was at the bar. Fair enough. I actually did look down to you, see if you were going nuts, and I saw that you weren't even there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was at the bar at that time. I, I, I heard a bit of commotion. I walked back up, saw him placing the penalty, and I was like, oh, brilliant. Just what we needed. Yeah, well, I'll have a look at it again, and on Thursday's pod, Wednesday, whenever we do it, I'll give you the view after seeing it on tally. For me, Donnelly gives him a decision-making. It was very poor defending to do it and he put his hands on him so I can see why the refs give it uh, yeah, Johnny I've, took go on well I've actually seen it back go on um, and yeah it's Andy's spot on do you know what I mean 9 out of 10 refs don't give it but if you're applying the letter of the law he's put his arms on him he's not made a chance to win the ball so it's a penalty yeah 
I agree. And then well, I get, how many penalties would you get a game if 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 every yeah? Foul was... I think that's. Do you remember? Like, I think we've spoken about this before when they brought in the Premier League for that bit of time and Stoke give away about five in the first three games. Yeah, and then it disappeared. And I think that's the sort of thing he's applied that rule of. You've put your hands on him. It's a penalty, but it hasn't been consistent because Smithy should have given away a penalty in the second half as well by trying to take off Dale Taylor's shirt, but. It, that's that's the frustration. I, I don't want to see the second penalty, but that's my frustration is that it it's not a consistent approach. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, we ended up losing three two. Johnny, before kick off, you messaged me. I did. You did. <laughs> Have you found it? No. Probably the best eleven. Um, interesting. To see Massey. On the bench instead of Benning. Is That's it. You put can't uh, argue with the eleven. Benning off the bench is an odd one though, with no direct replacement for Sammy. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about Sammy as we get to him. So let's go for that. Um, carry on then, Johnny. Rating for manager and coaching staff today. Four for Clark today. I thought. The 11 was right. The subs were, subs were worrying, even more so when you saw Will Forrester go down injured and you saw that a lad with no experience to come on. Would I have preferred to see Benning come on and see the defence shifted over 100%? I think then the subs were made. Gavin Massey was a disgrace. Um, I don't ever want to see him in a veil shirt again. Um, Politic was was bang average. I know he had an hand in the goal, but never got in the game. Willow and Proctor busy without being creative. And yeah, I just I just thought that whilst the eleven was good, the decisions made in game didn't make sense. At one point, we had Massey Worrell on the right wing and nothing on the left. I don't really know what the thought process was other than. We've got a lot of right footers. Let's let's play to the strengths. So it just, yeah, it it, it wasn't a good one for me. Yeah, Andy, anything to add? Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much else he could have done in terms of um, team selection. I, I don't know if Benning was injured. You'd think you'd want a, a left footer or he's an option. So I, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if he was. Just we preferred somebody else to him, but I don't know. It just seemed like I mean I don't know if we've had a decent week on the training ground. How prepared we were, if we maybe enjoyed Cheltenham a little bit too much in the week. It just it it was a little bit flat. You know the combinations weren't working. We weren't really just getting the little triangles going. Um, just never really got started, did it? I mean, with with Dennis, you can almost sort of excuse it because he, he gets a few minutes here, a few minutes there, the odd start up front. Sometimes he's on the wing, sometimes he's a wing back. And he doesn't really have a position he can nail down and work on the players around him who he can combine with and get the pattern going. So um, I, I did feel as though he, at least he was trying to do something positive and that 
couldn't be said of everyone. You know, he maybe wasn't quite sharp and he doesn't really have enough game time with other players around him to, to get that sort of sharpness or, or the real sort of expert knowledge of each other's game when you're trying to do little one-twos, flicks, things around the corner. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It wasn't necessarily the, the fact that we picked the wrong team. Well, it definitely wasn't the fact that we picked the wrong team that we lost today. It wasn't that. It was just how how the team went about what they did. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Let's get into it then. Let's get into the players and talk about it again. To Saturday night, so some comments might be a bit more raw than if it was Sunday. But let's see how it goes. And Johnny's had a pint. Johnny, what's your ale of the day? Um, unfortunately, I've been on whatever side I get my hands on, and it's been calling black fruits for the most of it. So it's not 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 the best, but it's it'll do. It's on its job. Fair enough, Andy. You've been have a proper drink. You've been in Johnny's. What was your ale of the day? Yeah. Um... Trying to remember what they were all called now. Um, I had um, what's the one you like, Dancing Duck? Dancing Duck Brewery, yeah, A up, yeah, A up and, Duck. And I had another one that was next to that, but I can't remember what it was called. You, you'll never remember. She will, she will. But yeah, there we go. So right, Johnny, let's start in goal number one, Aiden Stone. Six for Stoney. Some real good touches where he puts it out the air. Kicking was a bit iffy at times, but. Yeah, I think made a couple of decent saves. There was one in the second half where Taylor went in after Smithy slipped and he made a real good save. Um, but yeah, average performance. Nothing, nothing he could have done about any of the goals, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, all right, Stone. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, um, not the reason we lost. I, I didn't think he had a, a terrible game necessarily. Um, did a lot of good things. Look, most of his kicking was all right. It's just the exceptions are the ones you tend to remember. Didn't he make a really good fingertip save not long after they scored their first goal? Yes, he did. Um, that I didn't really see, but I got told that it was it was his fingertips that put it round the post for corner. Um, just one thing that does get to me a little bit is we've conceded another very close range goal, and I know we conceded a lot of long-range goals, or we did. Now we just seem to be conceding a lot of goals in the six-yard box, and for one reason or another, we're not really defending close-range stuff. So, I mean, that's that's a question for um, the defensive unit as a whole. You know, why, why do we concede so many soft goals? I mean, it's another three today, isn't it? Yeah, well, defensive unit, I think today has got a lot to answer for, and we'll get into that. And I'm with you both on Stoney. I thought Stoney was fine today, made some good saves. I'll be honest, if the defensive issues look like they're going to be what they might be, put Aiden Stone in the centre half, because some of them touches pulling the ball out the air were unbelievable today. Better oh. than quite a lot of our outfield players. Oh, yeah. There was, there was, there was one that there had snow on it, and he pucks, pucks it out of the edge of his area, and it kills it, and it's like, bloody hell. I had, I, Kill for that touch, and he's a yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah, the one that really impressed me was the one where it was coming out to, with snow on, like you say, and just first touch, he just passed it straight off. Side, yeah. which didn't take a touch, just passed straight away. People went, people were oh, as well at that, thinking he was just kicking it, and he went straight out, perfect, inch perfect pass. 
Like, yeah. obviously, we've got to say he meant it, but... Yeah, he looked, to, to be fair, well, he looked over yeah. to see where his lad was and then passed it to him. Yeah, I thought he 100% did, he meant that. Yes, yeah, Stoney, I've got, I've got no issues with Stoney, do you know what I mean? I like, there was, there was not one, one, one of the three goals that we conceded today where I thought, oh, he probably should have done better. Their keeper should have done better on both of their goals. And he's a mid, mid twenties, I think late twenties keeper that has, has had actually a decent career at League One. He's been at Portsmouth and Charlton before Burton, so he, sh- he, he should have saved both of them better. I'd be lambasting Stoney if we conceded our second because it was a shy save. And I'll be honest, the first one, some people were saying foul. It's not a foul, he's ran straight into the back of Alice Addison. Yeah, most of the time he's given, though, isn't it, let's be fair. It is. Agree. Agree, modern football, most of the time he's given, but since a foul, he's ran into yeah, Alice Addison. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I looked at the goal, I, I, the first thing I did was look at the referee and think he's, he's going to blow up. And, and I did, didn't. and I thought he was. And but then I thought we got was, away with one here. Yeah, but, no, once foul for me, he's ran into Addison, and again... Ref's got that decision right, as he did with the penalty for me. So, let's move on. Uh, Andy, moving on. Not a lot you can say, really, apart from someone's head's not got rolled, but someone's got to get fucked about this pitch now. Will Forrester. Yeah, um, he was just trying to sort of cushion a header and sort of swivel his hips round at the same time, and it looked like something just jarred, something got stuck in the pitch. and he The pitch gave way. The pitch fell from underneath him and just crumbled under his foot, and that's what caused that injury. And, and let, me, let, let me just stop you there. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Andy. I didn't mean to interrupt, but we—it's it, easy to blame the pitch, isn't it? I, it's easy. It is, but I was looking at it. That pitch crumbled under his foot. Yeah, but but each week we're not having one player from each team go down with an injury. So the pitch, the pitch isn't—it's obviously in a—it's it's obviously a, like hard to play, but. I'm not buying that the fact that Forrester's groin's gone is because it's solely because of the pitch. I am. I'm right. not. I think, I think if, if the pitch was so bad, there'd be an injury a week, regardless of the team, and there isn't. You listen to every side that comes, they'll tell you how bad the pitch is. Daryl Clark will tell you how bad the pitch is. Yeah, and, the, then, the and how bad. many times have we seen this season the pitch just give way under a player's foot? It's yeah, the figures. The pitch is shit. I'm not saying it's not, but... We we've we've got to take responsibility for some of the things as well. So Will's Will's injury today isn't just because the pitch is wank. Disagree. That pitch has caused that injury today for me. Not saying well, every other game it hasn't, but today he's come down from an header. That pitch has given way, which has forced his body to go in a way that it shouldn't have done and wasn't expecting to do, and that's what's caused his groin to go today. I don't see any other explanation for that today. I, I just, I, I just personally think that if if the pitch was as bad in, in terms of the, the pitch is causing injury, that there would be more injuries than there is, and that'd be for both sides. Burton and have played go off injured today because of the pitch, so I'm not, I'm not saying. Uh, did the pitch have an effect in Forrest's injury? Yes, it did. <laughs> is, is the pitch that bad that it's causing injury? I, I can't agree with that. So you can't agree that today that pitch has caused Will Forrest to go off injury? I don't think it's caused the injury. I think he's had a part to play in the injury. But I don't think it's caused his injury. Because you could you could do that action 20 times and he wouldn't pull his groin. Some, some, so, something's happened. 
So I, I, just, I just think if we're saying, like, you can't, we can't keep making excuses. This isn't the first time Forrest has been injured. Which is why I'm even more frustrated. Yeah. Especially, and we'll get on to it, if it means we've got to see Derek every week. Well, regardless, but this isn't the first time Forrest has been injured. So is it the pitch, or is it, is it his makeup, is it his body? Because everyone's willing to give the pitch shit, but actually, Forrest has been injured more than he's been fit this season. The same can be le- leveled towards Proctor, the same can be leveled towards Willow. Is that because of the pitch? No, it's not. It's because the broken people. We're going to have to agree to disagree. What, Andy? I'm blaming the pitch. I, I quite fancy the pylon at the moment. So, yeah, pitch. He just went thin. The innocuous nature of the injury, I thought. Something obviously went while he was just trying to sort of just turn and cushion a header to Worrell. As soon as Worrell gets the ball, he's just kicking it straight out because he's heard whatever it was, the scream of pain, agony, whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think Will was having a particularly stellar game by his own standards. I think there was one or two little dodgy things he'd done. I can't remember. I just remember him, him doing something that was a bit um, bad. And also maybe the goal came from his side, and I'd like to see that again. Um, I think there were a couple of hands in the air for offside. And um, according to someone who I was speaking to who, was pretty much level with it. Um, there was no offside. Right. Yeah. Um, Johnny, you can't really give Forrester a rating because he was on the pitch for 35 minutes and, let's be honest, he carried on 10 minutes while he was injured. Well, we yeah. went to see if he could carry on. And that, that's, for, for me, that, that's part, that Daryl Thornton, he's taken the flak for that. It was clear the boy couldn't continue. So, why not make the sub? Like, it, it didn't make any sense. As soon as Forrester got back up, he was limping. He, he, the ball came out to him in about five minutes after he'd been injured, and he just tried to float it into the box because he had he had no ability. Forrester two weeks ago, three weeks ago at Bolton, would have got that ball down, try to take his man on and get to the byline. He clearly wasn't fit. It was a poor decision to keep him on, and yeah, it was just it, frustrating and. I like him. I do like him. But I do think he's got an injury in him. And I'm just concerned that our squad is is very fragile in terms of injury. Could that be the pitch? Yeah, of course it could. But we've seen five of our best players out for the majority of the season. So, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. frustrating. It is frustrating. And if he'd have been running and his groin had gone today, I think that's a fair comment. I've already given my view on today. But there we go. Dell Boy, do you want to give him a rating as he was on the pitch for 55 minutes? Yeah, a four for Dell Boy. I think, like, do you know what? He, he looked awkward. He was awkward. There's a reason he survived at Watford till he was 20, 21, 22. So there's obviously a footballer in there somewhere. He he didn't use his size. He, he he jumped under the ball a few times, and yeah, he just yeah, it's it was bad. It was it was bad. Yeah, but, fair enough. 
he's better so footballed. Yeah. yeah, and we won't go in two-footed on him, one, because no. we don't want him to. He's a lad making his football league debut, but Andy, as Johnny said, it wasn't good. I, I felt, I mean, there were one or two things that he did that were okay. I mean, when, when Smith slipped late in the game and uh, the lad was going sort of through on goal, I thought he did well to force him into a narrow yeah. angle so he couldn't really get a good shot away or, or cut it back. Um, but I was disappointed by his heading. Um, he just seemed to head the ball straight up in the air and have to try and head the ball again a couple of times. A couple seemed to just hit him in the face. I, I thought that sort of, you know, that that profile of tall defender would would be a bit better at, at, at heading the ball, but mm-hmm. he just he, he just had a, a a tough a tough day. I think we maybe saw why Clarkfield is not quite ready yet. Um, I, I don't want to really want to say more about about him than that, really. Yeah, that's fair. And the only thing I want to say, and I put it in the group chat, is his debut today really reminded me of Clayton Fortune's debut for those old enough to remember him. Really did. Big Clayton not to be a solid solid centre off. He did. He did. But can you remember Clayton's debut? I can. It was a yeah. disgrace. But yeah. Again, it was hot potato on it. That's the thing. It was hot potato yeah. on a shit pitch. And that that similar to Clay, you look at him, you think he's an imposing centre half. He's six foot four. He's built like a brick shit house. You want you want him win everything, and that's what we saw from Clay. And it just wasn't great at first. And he turned out being a, a good centre half. So let's let let's hope that next week against Portsmouth, if he has to play, then we we get a bit better from him. So. Yeah, let's hope so. For those that don't remember, Clayton ended up bringing him back three times on loan. Yeah, he did turns out to be a very good player for us. Was it Chesterfield away? The debut. Yes, it was. It was horrible. It was, it was him and Togwell. I think we signed Togwell as a right back. Yes, Sammy Togwell. And, and then, then eventually we put him in his proper position of centre mid, and he actually turned out to be a decent box to box player. Yeah, Clayton. It was at Saltergate in in the. In the thingy, wasn't it? There was, there's no roof on the away end. It was freezing cold, pissing down with rain, and Clayton Fortune looked like he'd just won a raffle. Yeah, that was it. And yeah, let's hope Gatton's going to play. But just mentioning Clayton Fortune made me think of, you know, the young people that listen won't remember him. It was a while back, and it's just thought to summer. I meant to do on Thursday, forgot, and I meant to do at the start of this pod, and I forgot. And that's a shout out Matt Watts off Twitter, Matt Watts with loads of numbers after him, is lad. And this was from Fleetwood last week, and he tagged the podcast in, and he put this lad, every away day, the routine is Ale and Vale pod on the way. This week he got me, saying he wants to split his Blackpool spends, half on 2P machines and half on sponsoring all the crew doing the crew 10K for the Rudgy statue. One proud dad, now being in three points, please. And that was last week before Fleetwood. So, Matt, shout out to your lad. I don't know your lad's name, but I thought that was unbelievable, and thank you very much. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, top top in it, and I think yeah. I think he sits near um, South. Um, right. And a few games back, he predicted um, pr- predicted a victory, and his dad said to him, "If if that happens, then you can have free reign of the club shop." And he got the score spot on. So he, he's Matt Matt went and um, treated him in the club shop. So um, let's get some more of them predictions out there. Yeah, an unbelievable gesture, especially for a young lad. That's amazing, so thank you. Moving on then, Johnny, middle of the back. 
I thought he got a bit bullied today myself, Nathan Smith. Yeah, five for Smith, Smithy. I thought it was all right. There was a couple of bits and pieces where he could have been better. That one that we mentioned where Terry covered the angle was was poor from him. He was kind of like the other year, like last year, I think it was, when we said just put it in the paddock and, and reset. He, he tried knocking it back to Stoney and didn't get enough on it. I don't think he was bullied for me. I, I think he overcompensated for Derek being on and it felt like he was doing two people's jobs at times because they hadn't played in that three and that boy wasn't doing what exactly what he was supposed to be doing. So Smithy was just a bit as as normal, just shouldered the, the responsibility and got on with it. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was all right, but nothing special. Andy, did you? Oh yeah, five. You give him Andy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought all the defenders got bullied in in one way or another. I don't think with Smith he was necessarily like he was um, physically intimidated or he got backed into or anything like that. But um, it felt as though he was. Yeah, he was being dictated to. He was. Um, their players were prepared to just drop a little bit deeper for um, the ball and and our. Defenders didn't really want to go and follow them too far up the pitch. So, um, yeah, Smith, I thought, stuck to his task fairly well. I don't think he was bad. I think think every week there's about two or three solid, consistent players in this team currently, and he's one of them. Um, Not not a bad performance at all, and he... um, have a fair play to him for um, sticking to it at the end when he should have really have come off. We could have gone down to ten men, and mm-hmm. but he, he he carried on. And I don't know. You, you worry now Saturday with Forrester injured, Smith not looking particularly clever the way he and ended the game. Um, we're going to have to find a back four, a back three out of somewhere, aren't we? A back one, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Well, yeah. I don't know. It could be. Who do we get? Um, you chuck Meepo in at this rate. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. I, the thing is, we're used to Smith. A, a bad Smith performance is 6 out of 10. As you said, Johnny, 5 out of 10. And what disastrous by any stretch. My lasting memory seems to be Dale Taylor just holding him off, controlling the ball. And I thought, like I said, I thought he was a very good striker for them. I thought he had a cracking game. And I thought with all of our defenders, there's times where he got his body in front of him, held him off comfortably. And you're not used to seeing people hold Smith off comfortably, or I'm not. And I just seem to remember him doing that a few times, which you don't really see anyone do on Smith Bar, Clark Addison's thingy when he used to play Akin Fenway. And I yeah. think he was a good striker, I did. I thought he played very well for them. Um, moving on, left of the back three, Andy got an assist after two minutes. Then give a penalty away, Aaron Donnelly. Yeah, his game peaked um, pretty early on, didn't it? Um, it was probably the best header he'd made all afternoon as well, that header on for um, for Harrison. Uh, and for the rest of the game, he was another one who, who struggled, um, as we mate Rob pointed out. He, he couldn't really head the ball away. He just seemed to go up more than anything. Um yeah, if we're saying Smith got bullied, then Donnelly definitely got bullied. It it wasn't a a great Donnelly performance. He um, 
it, it was similar to the Wickham game, I thought, where they had more older, experienced strikers who, you know, just just knew how to um, play a, a, a back three, and and they um, they, they knew what they were doing. I thought, you know, that Burton's front three. You, Stop there go on, yeah, yeah, go on, yeah. Dale Taylor's nineteen. Is it? Is he? Yeah. Where'd they get him He's from? On loan from Forest. Wow. Oh, we used to want on loan from Forest, is he? Yeah. Ah, that's that's why there was a loan. Nice. He was hugging him at the end. Right, okay. Yeah. So, he's 19. So, I, I get what he's saying. He's a prospect. I, I like him. Yeah, I get what he's saying, but I can't agree with you because he's 19. So, they, Johnny Smith's 25 and Charlie Kirk's 25 as well. So, they're not... They're, that, that front three of Burton isn't full of... Like old older heads that have been there done that. I think you're giving Donnelly a bit too much credit for me. Yeah, but I, I do. I, he was he was he was bullied. I'll say that. Yeah, if Donnelly's played eleven games in the football league, they, Dale Taylor's played ten, so they're 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 both at exactly the same level. Taylor was head and shoulders above where Donnelly is. And is that because he's a striker compared to a defender? I don't know. But I just think that, for me, you saw the difference by the fact that you thought Dale Taylor was an experienced head. And that says it all to me. Yeah, I mean, no, he looks like a very, very old head on young shoulders. I'll put it that way. Because Burn always seemed to have a knack of finding players, particularly strikers, who... Play for him, and they, they seem to get goals out of nowhere, and then they disappear somewhere else. There was a lad, I'm trying to remember his name. He went to Portsmouth, I think, and then we never saw him again. Years ago, there's always there's always strikers. Burton seems to just find and sell or or whatever. And I don't know. We we always seem to struggle to scratch around for a decent centre forward. Mm. You have and, shot me. Now you said Dale Taylor from Forest. I do remember us signing Donnelly. And a Forest fan coming on the forums and saying, oh, you should have got Dale Taylor as well, because he's brilliant. And now you've yeah. said that, it's clicked on who it is. Better than Will Swan, anyway. Yeah. Now, Burton yeah. always plays like McGurk and, and strikers like that, that just seem to just do well for him. And then the next season they've gone and they've got someone else. So, yeah, they seem to have a knack of, of finding players like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. But like I say, I just think the thing is, I think we need to make... Make it clear that the lad's nineteen, and yeah. I, like was, he's, when he's you got were, a good career ahead of me. Yes. Oh, oh, he has. But like when you were talking about him and stuff like that, it was just that I just had to tell you he was nineteen because it shows how bullied Donnelly was. They're both the same age. They're both from the same. Maybe that that helped him as well. Do you know what I mean? They're both from the same club. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Um, another point I'd like to make it is sort of tied into recruitment. Since we played Burton away in August, two windows have shut. And I think Burton have improved significantly since we played them away early in the season, whereas we've pretty much treaded water in terms of a transfer business, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And I think that showed today. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Johnny, Aaron Donnelly. Me, three for Donnelly. I thought his passing was shit. Um, his defending wasn't much better. 
and seeing the penalty back, as soon as you put your hands on a lad, it's you're asking for trouble. It's the first game that he's played against someone around us where I thought, oh, that's bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, he had a bad game at Wickham and um, against Barnsley, for example, and you can kind of let him off for that. But he was decent at Charlton and and Shrewsbury, Exeter, Morecambe, do you know what I mean? Like, he seems to have been all right against the teams around us. This is the first time I've looked at him and thought he's had a shitter against the team around us. And it felt bad for me. And it came to the last 10 minutes where he looked knackered. He looked absolutely battered. And it's like, you're a 19-year-old lad. What's what's going on? Yeah, that's fair. That's all fair for me. And agree with you both on that. He's one of his ball games today. Uh, Johnny, your first right wing back was Dave Waddle. Yeah, six for was. It's, it's Warrell. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's not much else you can say about him. Up and down, does, does, does his business, puts, put in two or three decent balls. Um, and yeah, like, he's 32 at the end of it, any, let's be fair. It's, it's, it's not pretty watching it sometimes. Um, because you just think someone needs to give him an helping hand. But yeah, he was alright, was, was. Um, definitely someone that I want there next year. Agree with that. Andy? Yeah, he's a, one of the most consistent performers of the last um, few weeks, or probably since Christmas now, really. Him and Smith and, and Pat, I'd say, are, are the, probably the first names on the team sheet in terms of um, just just consistency and, and general, you know, they, they, they do the jobs. Um, he struggled a little bit today, you know, particularly when Forrester went off, because there was only really... Ojo that he seemed to combine with and apart from that he was on his own pretty much in terms of you know what can he do with the players around him can can you get little one-twos going and there wasn't a lot of joy for him today but you know steady was performance sticks to his task um, can't really say much else about that really I feel like players like uh, Smith and Worrell we tend to repeat ourselves week in week week in week out because there's not much more you can say about him, really. Yeah, with you both on that. With you both, thought he had a decent game. Six out of ten, what you expect from him. On the other side, Andy, was Sammy Robinson. Um, He felt like a lot of the game passed him by. I'm, 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 I'm honestly trying to recall. It feels like the first half was such a long time ago. Um, in terms of the game, it was a funny, funny sort of game. Um, He... Nearly got in very early on in the game. He just got on the end of a like a one-two. He's nearly through on goal, and then it was just pinged in front of him, and he just couldn't catch it. Um, do you know when a player just eludes you, and you're thinking, "What did he do? Did he just have a quiet game? Did he have a bad game?" I can't honestly remember too much, good or bad, what he did. He just seemed to just sort of blend into the background a little bit for me. So. Johnny, you're going to have to bail me out here. Go for it, Johnny. I don't think I can. I think he's put on. I think he he was there, wasn't he? And that's, for me, he gets five because of that reason. And playing look- devil's advocate and trying to stick up for him, and I am just playing devil's advocate, so I'm not saying this is my view. 
do you think the fact he was up against an experienced head and John Brayford didn't help? No, because he's a young lad playing against John Brayford. You use what you've got. You knock it past him and run and get him, get him backwards. And he didn't do that. So, for me, I just think, did Brayford do a job? Yes, but were we clever enough? No. And that's, that's a fair summary. That's a fair summary for me. And that comes down to him as well. He's, he's, he's a graduate of the Man City Academy, so he obviously knows how to play football. And he shouldn't have to be told what to do every time. So that's why it comes down to me is he's a, he got five, defended all right, didn't offer anything going forward, and wasn't the Sammy that we saw last week against Fleetwood. So, yeah. Is he a wing-back? No. What is he? Yeah, that, that's like the trouble is we've got a lot of wingers. We've got a lot of wing-backs who aren't wing-backs of square pegs. You know, if Worrell's, you know, Clark's come in, he's made Worrell a wing-back and, and he's actually very good at it. Benning is a, a wing-back, but he's been in poor form recently. Apart from that, when we've got anyone else who tries to play wing-back, they look like square pegs. He's sent midfielder, 100% sent midfielder. Maybe. I, I thought with Brayford today, the first time Sammy ran at him, he did try and knock the ball past him and run, and Brayford read it, cut it out. And after that, it's kind of like Sammy went, oh, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And he didn't yeah. try it again. That's fair. And uh, like I say, I, I think some people will say you've been generous with the five there. So I thought Sammy was anonymous for most of today. And we've levelled at him before. He'll have a good game, then a bad game. He's done it again. Uh, I'll go across the midfield three, the order they are here. So first of all, it's... It's Johnny, your first. I'll go across the three in the order they are. So, first of all, you get Funzo. Good. I'm glad. Funzo, top quality midfielder. Runs around, tries, tries, tries his best. Got a lot, got a lot of ability on the ball. A decent performance from him today. Solid six. And just not helped by a couple of people around him. Funzo, like you look at the t- he burst into the area. Should he have got a penalty? He seemed convinced by it. Um, down the opposite end, so obviously not one hundred percent sure. But Funzo is for me the sort of player we need to be recruiting for next season. So, did you give him a race six? Didn't you six? Yeah, six. Andy. Yeah, I mean Funzo's League One, isn't he? It's not like. Um... We've got a lot of players who've we've kept through League Two. Funzo is a step up on that, isn't he? You, mm-hmm. can, clearly, you can clearly see that. Um, yeah, technically excellent. I like him. Um, I, d- I don't know. You just you're just trying to think. What can he do more? Can he be a bit more snappy, a bit more quicker in certain things? And I don't know if it's necessarily him or just the players around him, as, as Johnny said. You know, can. Can we get the right combinations in there? If we've got maybe something different, he was getting a really good partnership going with Garrity, and then that's been broken up when Garrity got injured. I'd, I'd like to see him together again because I thought they complemented each other really well. Yep, fair enough. I thought it wasn't one of Funzo's better games today, but six is probably about right. He was still okay. 
So I'd agree with what you both said. Andy, coming on to the next one, and Johnny, you said good when I said fun, so you might have said good when you realise who Andy's got and then who you've got. So Andy, Tom Pett. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like Pet. I don't think he did anything that was necessarily um, at fault for or, or caused the defeat. You know, he got sponsors man of the match, which sometimes it feels a bit like faint praise when when you get man of the match when um, when it when it's a poor game and, and it's a home defeat. But you know, he, he does his job and. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to sort of work out what happened with the midfield today because, you know, it, against Burton, it was never going to be a a tight midfield battle, was it? You know, it was always going to be a stretch sort of game in in either offensive third, and so maybe if I'd had another chance to watch the game again, you could pick out where maybe off the ball the midfielders who could have done a bit more to just sort of stop them from um, getting the ball up to their front men quickly and, and I, I don't know I'd, I'd have to have a good look at that but I thought Pet did his job and it just whatever went wrong was I don't know perhaps if it was being picky maybe he could have Cut out the, you know, just, just sat in and, and cut out to the um, the balls that were, that were being fed into the, the strikers. But I'd, I'd, have to, I'd probably have to sit down and watch the game again and just look at him. Really, it's I'm, I'm conflicted. But <clears throat> on the ball, he's always his usual self, nice and tidy. Um, picks up bits and bobs and um, loose ends and um, tries to tidy up and find a white shirt. Yeah, fair enough, Johnny. Well, man of the match, Tom Pet. You know, he, he it's only a six, so it's not like he was head and shoulders above, but does everything a Tom Pet performance does. Put the ball out where needed, confidence on the ball. That drive in the second in the first half, I think, where where he got to the edge of the area and didn't really know what to do about it. Could do with being better. Um but you know, if that's what we're criticizing or Holding midfielder on, then he's had a pretty decent game. Um, from what Andy's just said, in terms of the midfield, there's, there's an obvious fault, and let's let's not split hairs about it and move on to that obvious fault, eh? Fair enough. Yeah, I was going to pick a protest man of the match. If I was being a realistic man of the match, yeah, it's Tom Pett. My protest man of the match was Ben Garrity, and part of the reason for that is let's move on to it, Johnny. Tom Conlon. He's shit. He's shit. He's shit. He's just not. He's not League One ready. He's not. He's not good enough. He's got one foot. He's not confident enough at the minute. He's not. The ability on the ball isn't great. He, he's not snapping into tackles. He's not creating anything. He's not positive. He's just. He, He's just not good enough for League One football. Now, is there a reason for it? Who the fuck knows? Because he's not been good enough for League One football all season. So this isn't a dip in form. This is a lad that's come back from injury and is is not good enough. So, I don't know what to say about him. It was a 2 out of 10 performance. It was a disgrace. I think, do you look at some of the 
some of the times when Garrity's been on the pitch and just ran around and not really done much. We didn't even get that from him. It just, it does not work. And I feel, I, I like Colin, I like his ability with the ball. And it's just, it's just not happening. It's just not working. And I, if, I just like to say, can we call it a day with this, with, with this, this experiment of playing Tom Holland, but we know he's got the armband. We know he's an horrible person on the pitch, apparently, and he's he's a fucking pansy. I just, I just, I can't stand, I can't stand what he, what he's doing at the minute. He say, says all these things and in, in, in the supporters' meetings and says how horrible he is, and he's just, he's just horribly nice is what he is. He, he just doesn't work, and I, I get it, but. He's just not for me. Did you give him a rating? Yeah, two. It was shit. And they follow that. Um, don't think I can. Um, he, he was disappointed for me. Massively disappointed. I thought he was going to have a really good game today. I thought after the first five or ten minutes, I thought we'll, we'll have a decent Tom Conlon show today. And then he just seemed to go downhill from there, really. I think it was summed up for that one moment where you're just thinking, um, just set Matty Taylor going down the left channel and it looked, it didn't look like a particularly difficult ball. And I, I know Tom said in the group that maybe their blood cut off the channel for him to pass it into, but I thought he was still doable. And the massive groan he got because he didn't do it and he checked back and he went in the other direction instead. And was it you, Johnny, who said he looked like he was frustrated at um, just the way the crowd reacted to that? No, Bez mentioned that he thought he saw an explosive or two come from his mouth. Yeah, I thought I did. The, you could see the obvious frustration in the crowd because we got a chance to break that. And yeah. Tom Conlon in League Two tries that ball and if he gets there or not, People go, well, it's the right idea. But instead of trying to get us on the break, he turned and went back to the tennis half, which allowed Burton to get 10 men behind the ball. And he did look, I'm not going to accuse him of anything, but it looked as though he got a few choice words for the crowd when he heard the groan. And he knew, as soon as he heard that groan, you saw his reaction. And he knew that the crowd weren't happy. You could tell by his reaction, he still thought he did the right thing by going back. But... He heard the groans and he knew when it did sound as though he got a few choice words for the crowd there. But at full time, he came over and clapped all the fans. So, you know, if he did, it was a moment of shut the fuck up. I know what I'm doing. This is another thing as well. Someone on Radio Stoke said that the players all trudged off no, at the didn't. end. No, and they didn't. No, no, they did. I, I, stayed, I stayed right to the end to, to boo them all off the pitch. And, and they did stay on the pitch and tried to clap the fans, in, in fairness to them. So... Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the bloke on Radio Stoke was talking about. So that was a bit weird. Yeah, there's a bloke on Radio Stoke because uh, my dad gave me a lift down the bank, and it wasn't Carl. I didn't hear him luckily. And he he's said on later. Oh right, I didn't hear it. I've seen in the group you're all on about it and what a clown he is, but I didn't listen. Uh, there was a bloke on before that who said something. I thought, no, actually, you're wrong. But I can't remember what he said. So that was pointless. Right, moving on. We've done Tom Conlon. We've done the midfield. Front two, and it is you first, Andy. You can go with Alice Harrison. Yeah, I, 
there's another one who didn't really push on from a decent start. I thought we'd, I thought, you know, he's, he's got an early goal. Um, I should hopefully get his confidence up. But we were going to see a decent display for him today. I thought maybe he could get another and he could sort of boss it. And then, then, then it just, it's never got, go- you know, we, we've had a goal start in the game and we concede an equaliser quickly and it just seems that just everyone's heads drop and we're back to, we're back to square one. And I think Alex personified that. I think he's not in great form at the moment. He's not doing things that he was doing at the start of the season when we signed him. He's not quite winning the same balls in the air. He's not got quite the same um, bit of acceleration. He just seems a bit like he's gone off the boil. And maybe we were warned about that when other clubs said that, you know, he has a good honeymoon, but he's not quite the same player. And, and, and something drops off with him. I don't know what it is, whether he just needs a complete reset mentally, he needs to go off on holiday. I don't know. I'm just really <laughs> underwhelmed by him at the minute. Johnny? Is that not what you get for signing a striker for Fleetwood, though? Maybe. I mean, we've signed strikers because Clark's worked with them before. I don't, I don't see much evidence of us signing strikers that we've actually done proper scouting. Uh, I don't know. I just think, right, Harrison is, is so important in our box when defending corners. Like, that's not what you want from your striker. Like, obviously, you want him helping out, but he scored he scored a goal today, obviously, more than judgment, but if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle, do you? Um, yeah, apart from that, he was he was all right. He puts himself about a bit, doesn't he? And he didn't have the same snap as he, as he always has. Like, didn't look like he's going to get booked today, which... Is that positive? I don't know, because I, I like his aggression. Um, but yeah, it's six for Alice. Um, someone needs, someone needs to give with our, our front two in terms of, do they need that number 10? Do they need that player to link it up? I don't know. I just think they need to be in the box. Mm. They do need to be in the box. I thought for the first 15, 20 minutes, Alice Ward, and we got the goal, and yeah, that was more luck than judgment, but the ball's over the top. He seemed to have the pace on them, because I didn't think much of their defence, I'll be totally honest. I thought their defence was atrocious, and yet they beat us. Um, I thought he worried them, but then we never really looked like scoring, and on about never really looked like scoring. Johnny, talk to me about Matty Taylor. Oh, Matty Taylor... Do you know what? I love, I love the bloke because he's the only one of our four strikers that ever looks like he's going to score. But unfortunately, the downside of him at the minute is he's the only one of our four strikers that gets in a position to score and then forces the easiest chance. He's had four chances in, in two games now and scored one. The one today... I hear people around going, oh, well, he, he thought he was offside. The ref didn't blow. Professional footballer sticks out the back of the net, the whistle goes, and then he goes, oh, no, I was offside. Oh. Well, and I will say he was nowhere near offside because Burton's left back 
was playing him on by about three yards. He was behind the three closest to him, but their left back was playing him on by about three yards. Regardless, he ended the target. It's not good no. enough. Which is it's atrocious. Yeah, and, that, and that's it. And I think, uh, do you know what? I think you look at it, he scored 20 odd goals per season for the past three seasons till now. Could he be devoid of confidence? Yeah, of course he could. Should have signed, should sign him for us under a manager that loves him and trusts him, have given him a bit of that bounce. Yeah, of course it should. Would these three, three out of the four misses that he's put in be enough to destroy someone that's already fragile? Yeah, it will be. So there's, there's things that you've got to give Matty Taylor a bit of leeway for. But he's a striker. He'll be judged on goals and he just wasn't good enough today. Um, he gets a five. He, he carries well. He, he worries defenders. He has the ability to score goals. But and you can't, we can't keep saying he has the ability to score goals. It's almost the same as saying that, that Willow's the best player in the squad when he's injured. It, it's a pointless, it's a pointless fact unless they start doing it, isn't it? Yeah, and what you said about Alice Addison that never looked like getting booked today normally doesn't, that's the side of the game you like. I thought the same with Matt Taylor, if I'm honest. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't. There was no anger there today. There wasn't any bullying or harrying like you know, like he normally does. But he does keep defenders busy. There was a time when the ball got played over the top and he chased it down and their, their lad wanted to head it back to the keeper, but Taylor was running past him. So he had to try to do something and put it out for a throw-in. So he's working hard, he just isn't working for him. Yeah, agree. And like, as you say, very good play, you can see that. But for some reason, he's just not hitting the net at the moment, and he's costing us, because that's... If he scores that one, I think it's made it 2-1 at the time, so it's a different mm-hmm. game, then. Completely different game. Rating, did you give him? You gave him a five, didn't you? Andy, Matty Taylor. Yeah, he wasn't... He's, I mean, I, I generally, I've been impressed with him. You know, he's a striker with his low centre of gravity, decent amount of pace. He's a bit of a, a shit in, in the sense that he's he's a bit like a, another Nathan Smith up front, except I think Nathan knows when to draw the line and Matt Taylor's a bit of a walking yellow card. And, and you're right, yeah, today didn't look like getting boots. Um, he's, in terms of his quality in front of goal, he's, he's been wasteful. He's, he's not, not only the clear-cut chances, there are times when he's maybe just picked wrong decisions here and there. You look at Bolton away, you look at Fleetwood where he could have had a hat-trick. Um, today, he, he takes that chance similarly to... Do you remember Ben Williamson and how he used to sort of just sort of drag shots into the side net and it reminded yeah. me of him? Yeah. Um, it's He's not a bad player. It's just not happening for him at the moment. And, um, you know, we've got... We've got Proctor who came on and scored. We've got Wilson who's nearing fitness now. We've got to think about do we stick or twist at Pompey away next week? Well, we might have played four up front because we might not have any defenders, so let's see. It's fine by me. Yeah, we'll play it. 6 4. Yeah, go for it. I think we might have to. But yeah, that's. Today, um, my protest man in the match was going to be either Ben Garrity because we saw what we missed when he's not on the side. And for me, today he's done his chances of playing of the season at good, not harm. The fact he wasn't in the squad, because for me, it's between him and Smithy and 
Smithy hasn't covered himself in glory today and you see what you're missing without Ben Gaddity. My other man in the match would have been Jamie Proctor because at least he come on and showed he got a pair of balls, which is more than some of them did today. Mm-hmm. Did he was shit, though? He, was, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. Got the goal. Uh, battled, though. Put himself about. Let them know he was there, which is more than some of the other players did. Agree. Sometimes it bounced off and sometimes you brought it down and they just took it straight off him. Not a vintage Jamie Proctor. Not the Jamie Proctor when he's 100% fit and he's had games. But for me, at least he showed a little bit of desire and looked like he wanted to be on the pitch. Mm. We've covered Gavin Massey, haven't we? Well, Johnny just said he never wants him in a veil shirt again. That was covering Gavin Massey. Yeah, I mean, the, the build-up to the third goal was um, horrible. Um, he, he just seemed to stand by and, and say, yeah, go on, get to the byline, do what you want, mate. Um, and you don't even want that from stop, a wing back. Stop it, please. Bring him back. It's, I can see the goal now. Hurting. He's just, he's just sort of like turning round, looking the other way. It, it was just terrible. And then, then, then it's a powder puff finish from close range. I do, I do, do think there was maybe an offside in about a couple of phases before the third. There goal. was, there was an absolute clear and obvious offside that wasn't even close. Yeah, and. and don't know how that got missed, but hey ho. Well, both linesmen today. I can't comment too much on the Lawn Street one, but the fact that he got a standing ovation from Lawn Street in the 40 summit minute when he finally gave an offside, I think tells you its own story because Lawn Street never normally does anything like that. They don't normally get involved. So I think that tells you how bad he was, and the one in front of the paddock was no better. I saw him clapping, and I was wondering what was going on. I thought maybe there was another minute's applause for someone who. No, I did, to be honest. I'll be honest, that's exactly what I thought. And I looked at the scoreboard and then I clicked on they were clapping and giving a standing ovation to the liner because he'd finally got an offside decision. Oh dear. There we go. Let's leave it there. Johnny, you get yourself off bed. You've got a plane to catch in the morning. I have. I have. And I've got a plane to catch here in the morning. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Cheers for that, Daryl. Thanks. Yeah. Perhaps write a letter to the club and tell them. Yeah, thanks, Daryl. Yeah, but yeah, Andy, you've got a lazy Sunday tomorrow. Um, I think I have. Yeah, um, let me check my calendar. Let me check my diary. Yeah, um, it's going to be mainly FA Cup, I think. Nice, nice. I do, I, I do want to just say something as well. Like, end it on a slight positive. So, we've seen a lot of crap on Twitter about how inadequate the disabled facilities are at Vale and how it's not good enough. And we've seen a lot of fans of opposition moan about it. Yeah. Now, the wife went with her dad today. Her dad's in a wheelchair and she's asked me for the email address of the club. Um, so I've given Luke's email address because she was really impressed um, Helen that was dealing with them was fantastic today and I know this doesn't offset obviously the performance but it's amazing to see that away fans are coming and having such a good experience at the club yep. because it means a lot so Helen amazing um, that the facilities and stuff what what they did for them was great and I think it, it's it's only right for us to shout out positives like that as well yeah um, definitely 
because we have seen a lot of negativity around the. We we understand it's not with the fans and yeah. and stuff and like to that. To be fair, I think that's the only negative I've seen is that they're not with the away fans. Yeah, so, some some of them have also like said said other things and and stuff. Right. It's not it's not the best because they obviously want to be with the family and friends and stuff like that, and you only get the the usual one ticket and stuff like that. But yeah, it's. It's one of them, isn't it? I just, I think it's nice to shout out the positives as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah, well done, Harlan. Slight negative. Oh, Andy, we were just ending it on an eye then. Uh, no, no, but I, 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 I won't have a chance to say if I don't say it now. What? Um, was somebody giving away whistles in the fan zone for kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, they were fucking annoying, weren't can, they? Can we, can we not do that again, please? There we go. No more whistles. They were bloody annoying. Yeah, no more whistles. And we'll give it a shit sandwich. I'll end on a positive for all the mothers that listen to us, which I can't imagine there's that many. Happy Mother's Day for tomorrow. I know my mother listens, so happy Mother's Day, Mrs. B. Have a good one. I shall see you in the morning. She already had a present, and it wasn't 20 quid in a card, Johnny. wasn't 20 quid in the card. It wasn't 20 quid in a card. Have you branched out? I've branched out. 30 quid. It's it's a made up day anyway, mate. If 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 you're being told that this Sunday you've got to tell your mother you love her, you've got something wrong with your life. Agree. No, it was ten pound in a card. Ten pound. Cost of living set hard. Cost of living crisis. Yeah, that's it. No, it wasn't. I got us some Yankee candle wax melts and some other wax melts. Ten in a <laughs> thingy. They're all different ones. Yeah, so wax melts. That's what you got. You. I know. I know. So we'll end it there. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers that are listening on Sunday. If you've listened after Sunday, I hope you had a nice Mother's Day. We'll be back midweek to talk about all the exciting news that comes out of the club, which could take us a full five minutes. And then we'll be travelling down to Pompey next Saturday. Really looking forward to that with no defence, but we'll talk about that on Thursday. But until then, they're best right. They're best right on international duty. It's fine. Yeah, they still got Colby Bishop there. Yeah, he scored six and six, but don't let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. So until then, everyone, have a good week. Get yourselves down to Johnny's for an ale. Get yourselves to avtiming.com and sign up for the Crew 10K, and we'll talk about that again on Thursday, as we always do and will do until the race happens. If you're going Portsmouth, give Andy's taxis a call, and you'll say, I'm not driving that far. And if you want a carpet, ring Amos, and he'll probably be in the pub. Yeah, until so. then, don't ring, don't ring him now. Yeah, ring him now. Go for it. Yeah, Let us know. We'll, we'll give you his personal mobile. Ring him now. Yeah. Tell him best I sent you. Yeah. Then he can text me and tell me. I'm here. See you next Tuesday. But yeah. until then, we shall speak to you. Well, we won't speak to you, but we'll record a pod again in the week. Have an ale and up the veil. This break is brought to you by Adobe Photoshop. Here's a fun fact. Every day, millions of people around the world use Photoshop to create all kinds of cool stuff. Designs for T-shirts and posters, graphics to promote brands and businesses, images for social and websites. Anyone can do it. And to the guy who put a bulldog's head on a parakeet's body, you, sir, are a genius. Get started for free today. Click or tap the banner to head over to Photoshop.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.